Hello, this is Ryan Reiser, your host. This is gonna be a very different podcast series than anything you've experienced on the market. What I'm trying to do is change things up a little bit. Rather than having a special guest and one topic with great conversation that goes away, we're gonna host a series of experts and others who have perspective on different topics over a period of time, gather that in a series of episodes, and roll that out until we've really exhausted a topic. So hopefully you enjoy this podcast, and thanks again for listening in. All right, my next guest on this topic is a really special guest. I'm super excited to have him join us. Uh, Martin, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, I'm uh, Martin, the outbound sales guy, and recently had a growth over at Sales Science. Martin, uh, I'm super excited to have you here as a guest, I've uh, been uh, connected with you for some time. You and I forged a nice relationship. Uh, we had a, a, a small chance to work with each other at the sales developers and continue to stay in touch. And I'm really excited to, um, to get into this with you because we've had an opportunity to work together on this topic a little bit. So just first question here for everybody is, do you believe in this rise, this rise of the revenue intelligence and coaching culture movement? I absolutely am. 1000% into the coaching uh, res- revolution, uh, if that's what you want to call it. Um, cause, you know, so many people rely on data right now, uh, especially in the time that we're in, whether that, you know, you, you can really kind of go down a rabbit hole um, in a whole host of areas when you're, you're talking about data analytics, but um just thinking in terms of the the whole outbound process in um sales development coaching is, for me is extremely uh, essential because um it, it just really provides you with raw data that you can then go back in uh, especially at that leadership level um and if you have a a marketing team that you're working with that whether it's internal or external you can go back to them and be like you know this is the the feedback we're getting in live on calls because um you know our message isn't resonating now with the uh with our prospects um so you 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 can then start to make some um refinement and optimization on that aspect in terms of a performance base and you and i've actually have done this uh, in real time is that, you know, you can take a call and, you know, you can start to really analyze, okay, well, where's the, where's Martin really excelling? Where's the areas that he needs some improvement with? And then um, you can start to really develop a, a model around those areas to help um, each individual improve and get to that next uh, level so that, um, they then can, at the end of the day, attain the, the quota that's in front of them. So let's dive deeper into that a little bit, Martin, because you're talking about the idea that if you, you know, if, if there's data available, you can use that for coaching and how you might be able to use that in, in coaching is, is being able to dissect the different elements of, of a conversation, for example, was the use case that we have in the past. Um, and so an example of that, when we worked together in the past, you know, just, just focusing on the simple introduction 
right? How are you getting into a conversation with confidence, tone, and, and in a way that's going to get you to the next phase, which is uh, acknowledging or permission, and then the next phase of reason, and then finally, maybe a question or a call to action, right? And how much time, energy, and effort goes into simply the hello, this is Martin, and how much impact that might have on your ability to go from somebody starting a conversation versus potentially hanging up on you. Can you talk through a little bit of that from your experience? And, and I don't know if you've continued to practice some of that stuff. I'd be, here, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on, on what we had experienced together and what that meant for, for you as a rep. Yeah, absolutely. So I, it's something that I do practice um, each day um, and each night. So I'll take um, about, you know, anywhere from five to 15 minutes in my own space and I'll just run through my messaging, right, for the phone. Um, because as um, someone who's not able to use some of the, the really cool automation tools out there, like, um, you know, the, the power and parallel dialers, I'm relying solely on manual dialing, right? So um, I'm not able to, to do that high velocity dialing. And for me, some days I may not have a, the, the same number of conversations. And therefore, you know, my messaging, uh, I might forget, not necessarily forget, but it might not be right at the surface of, of my memory, right? Uh, because I'm, everything I do is based off of memory. And, um, by doing that each morning, each night, just go go through out loud. This is my message for the day. Um, it is very very helpful um, for when I I do get that at bat um, on the phone with somebody. I'm not taking that few seconds to think. Oh shoot, shoot what am I supposed to say here, right? <laughs> um, but also, um, yeah, what, when you and I had worked together before something that you'd pointed pointed out to me and um, a couple other people actually had pointed out um, just like my pace, right? And speech cadence isn't the fastest, right? As uh, a lot of people have noticed, uh, especially the more video content that I put out there and, and podcasts that I've been on, um, just because it, it takes me a little bit to... Um, articulate what I want to say and um, you know you don't have that latitude on the phone right so you've got to be able to as soon as somebody says hello or whatever they say when they pick up the phone you got to be able to get them right away to get to the next phase of the conversation yep absolutely so you know understanding your message having a framework to drive through um, are all vital parts so I I'm curious you know, why do you think coaching and uh, the importance of, of using that as a culture for uh, organizations as like a recruiting magnet or even just something they talk about as uh, a part of, of what they need to be doing as leaders in these organizations is starting to catch fire? Well, at least in tech, why do you think that might be? So uh, as you, you're well aware, uh, because we have that personal relationship, but for people who are not quite as familiar with me, I'm a huge sport fan, uh, primarily hockey and football. And uh, I also, I like golf because it's as much mental 
a mental game and strategy game than uh, than anything else. Uh, I, I like that aspect. But the thing about athletes, at whatever level, whether that's at the um, you know minor level, at the bantam level, junior professional levels, they all have coaches, they all have trainers, they all have a playbook that they're always studying, they're always reviewing, and then they're always um, making minor or major adjustments based on what they're reviewing in the playbook or on film. So I think it just makes sense for companies to adopt the same mindset. If uh, professional athletes are investing so much time, money, and, and resources into hiring the best coaches and, and investing in the best tools, why is a company not offering their every single team member the same advantages? Yeah, well, I mean, look, sports and sales gets, you know, there's, there's always a uh, comparison in sports and sales. And I think that's because of the competitive side of things, as you say, and the strategic side of things. Um, but at the end of the day, if you want to be a professional at anything, you've got to put in the 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 time off off the court right you gotta you gotta lift those heavy ass weights as we like to say right uh you gotta get in the gym exactly and and, you know for for someone like myself in sales i spend almost as much time during non-selling hours consuming knowledge whether that's through podcasts through uh, audiobooks through LinkedIn content, um, Google alerts, because I've dedicated to being a sales professional. So I want to do everything in my power to uh, facilitate my my growth and my success. Yeah. So the growth mindset uh, is 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 massive. We had a uh, a couple of great guests recently and talk about this one on the individual contributor side, Nick, and, and then one on the management side um, with uh, Armand and, and they talk about, um, you know, the, the actual mindset, uh, both on the rep and the, and the leadership side of, of, of taking this and an ownership and having the growth mindset of wanting, wanting to, um, to be better. And, um, you know, it's one thing to just say things. It's one thing to have another tool. It's, you know, tools in place. It's, it's another to actually have um, that innate drive to want to get better. And um, I'm curious, you're in a new role now, Martin. What does what your new company look like? Are, is there a, a bit of a coaching culture there? Uh, how does that look at your company today? There is a, a coaching model, but not to the... Um the extent that I would like yet because the company is still fairly infant uh-huh. um, in that. Um, and, and we're, you know, in that process of growing and, and with growth, you know, there needs to be some revenue coming in. Um, but yeah, my, my goal would be to uh, have a, a complete coaching philosophy, um, investing in the, uh, call recording tools and, and video recording tools to to help our uh, sales development reps and even help myself, right? Who's on the the front line as well? Um, just just get better at each uh, each day from each call. Um, but right now, there's 
there is a that mindset and philosophy. We just don't really have currently you know, a lot of uh, the tools in place yet. Yeah, but do you need to have the tools to begin coaching and and providing feedback um, and learning from each other? You think it's necessary? No, not not necessarily. It certainly helps. So you need to have the the process in place, the framework in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, in, then figure out what do you want to be, you know, what are the areas that you want to coach around, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, you know, obviously since we're a, a sales development company, you know, we want to be, make sure that our, our reps are, um, being efficient on the calls. So, you know, how can we make, ensure that, um, they're they're receiving the proper coaching training and then that that feedback's going back to our clients as well right because uh they want to we want to make sure that that they know um that they're getting the best possible experience as well absolutely so you talked about frameworks a few times so it sounds like you guys are new and, and just uh getting up to speed on some of this stuff but in an ideal world from your perspective somebody that you know is is passionate about wanting to get better, you have that growth mindset. What do you believe are the, um, the necessary elements of your process or your framework that should be in place in order to start to be able to move the needle? Um, can you talk through that in a little more detail? Yeah. Um, so in, in, in terms of the, the process, um, I, I think you have to start first off with understanding each team member what are their goals right um and and not just at at work like what's their life goals what's Mm -hmm. um i'm a big believer in a big fan of simon sinek starting with why and i i think as a leader you need to understand what what's each team member's why how can you help them attain that why and reach those goals so that that's first off you got to figure that out um, then next, what, you know, how do you incentivize them to, uh, to reach those goals, right? Is it, uh, through, uh, SPIFs or, or financial gains? Is it through, um, you know, different, uh, products, different, uh, trips, th- those types of, of things, right? Extra, um, intrinsic items. Um, so you, you really got to figure that aspect and um and then from there figure out you know what do we need to really focus on do we need to focus on the tonality of the call do we need to focus on how long it's taking them to deliver the message or um you know how how long is it taking them to go from uh introduction to call to action to booking a meeting those types of metrics and then you know continue to to refine and optimize as things evolve okay so i think you you hit on something that's really important because uh not all reps are created equal we all don't have those same drivers that motivate us to be successful um you know regardless of how someone wants to look at a sales rep, especially sales development, right? The top of the funnel. Uh, they're not, we're not all coin operated. There may be other things that 
drive us. Uh, and that's not necessarily just um, this, just our paycheck. Um, while I would imagine most folks who are successful in the um, the role have that as a key driver. Uh, it is, it's going to be a, a, a factor, right? But it, it may not be the only factor. Exactly. So what, what getting to know individuals and their, uh, their, their, their why is super important to be able to structure a, a coaching program that's going to help them be successful. Um, so I, I'm curious, you know, from your experience, what have you seen that has worked really well um, in a coaching environment, right? And, and, and why did that work so well? So I'll start with a couple things that have not worked well when I've oh, okay. been at a other company. We'll go, we'll go there first then. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> what, what didn't work well? You, you know how I am, Ryan. I don't, I don't like to stick to your standard, to, to your process. I like to make my own. <laughs> um, but, it, but, it, but a couple things is not, you know, kind of tied to the, to the last point, right? Not understanding each team member and what their goals are. Um, thinking that one size model really fits well, right? Like, um, because it just doesn't. And um, each individual learns and develops at a different pace, at a different, uh, using a different style. So um, th those who are uh, in previous ro roles have been a couple of things that really stood out to me. Um, and then, sorry, I forget the question because I went on off on my own little tangent. <laughs> What, what the, the question was, what has worked and why, and you wanted to go with what hasn't worked and why. Yeah. Yeah. So what has worked is, um, under, you know, making sure that the individual is, uh, aware of, of those metrics that are in place, the key performance indicators and understanding, helping the, the individual understand what is in order to, to attain those metrics and how to get there, um, as well as what tools, what uh, resources are also available so that they can be successful in um, being the best professional, sales professional that they can be. So I see that happening all the time though, right? I got my G drive, shoot. We have everything you need. Go to the G drive. It's all there, right? You got your oh, messaging, God, you no. got your KPIs. You got, <laughs> it's all there. You know, figure it out, Martin. It's all there. Does that yeah, work? Definitely not. You need a, you need a playbook. You need a step-by-step -step playbook. Um, week one, week two, this is what's going to, going to happen. This is what you need in order to make it happen. Then week three, this is, uh, you know, the, the steps that you'll take, this is in document, um, in the playbook, right? Whether that's a video, a video library, a, um, graphical library, which wouldn't really help me any, but, um, yeah, or document it, right. And how do you access all the resources, all the, the collateral that you'll need and not just say that it's, oh, uh, it's in the G drive, you know, figure it out because I, um, two, one of two things are going to happen, right? Either the sales professional sales rep isn't going to be very successful or they're just going to say, screw you. I'm going elsewhere. I'll, I'll go somewhere else where it's 
not this complicated. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's um, there's a there's a time and a place for some of that stuff too, right? So how far do you go documenting? You're talking about um, uh, being a part of a another earlier stage company, um, and you know the difference between being able to provide that ongoing support, even if it doesn't exist, to to make yourself available to work towards that documentation and and putting yourself into a position to support uh, where those gaps might be um, uh, versus versus just relying on the individuals to get there. I think that's a that's a that's a pretty deep topic that we could get into. Uh, yeah, and, and I and I as added growth, right? I've I've started to undertake some of this uh, initiative as well, right? At sales side, so um, this past week, and I was working on some some different uh, steps within that process, so that mm -hmm. as we continue to evolve in in bringing people in, um, that that playbook is there. Um, right now, it's it's a very rough and very raw. Uh, document, but it, it's in the process of at least, you know, the, the frameworks kind of started and now it can start to take shape and, and evolve as we continue to evolve as a uh, company. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm uh, curious to see, um, you know, outside of coaching and development, the last question here, Martin, and I appreciate your time. And in insight and perspective on this topic outside of coaching and developing your sales team, you know, what do you think uh, some of the biggest challenges are going to be for sales leaders, sales development leaders over the next couple of years? Um, I, I think one big hurdle is going to be um, that the, the I don't know necessarily consolidation is the right word, but I think there's going to be a, a bridge. So there's there's not going to be the SDR sales development rep and the AE. I think at some point it's going to come to the point where it's going to be like a hybrid sales development rep, account executive, and then you'll have like a you know depending on the the company and the size and everything you have different tiers, right? Um, because sales development reps have, uh, the, the role has really evolved, especially in the last, I think, five years. Uh, the, the reps are doing so much more than just top of the funnel, right? With uh, generating conversations, booking meetings and or demos or, you know, whatever the call to action is. Uh, so I think that that's going to take shape. And then also um, those sales development reps are going to have to become uh, immersed into uh, these uh, technology, the, the tech stack that's out there because we, as sales teams, we become so reliant on the automation sequence tools that, um, you know, so teams will just, run them right like that will be their outbound engine and uh if you can't figure out how to navigate it well then you don't really have a spot here at the company well that's a big thing um but as you think about the investment in these systems that eventually will be orchestrated by an individual not by a team of individuals 
it's almost like a sunk, a sunk, uh, a sunk investment, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the future of that piece is, is really interesting. So Martin, I, I think that you brought up some really interesting points today. I appreciate your time, but people want to get a hold of you, Martin. Uh, how can they get in, in touch with you? Search the outbound sales guy on LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. You can also follow that hashtag or you can uh, get a hold of me uh, by email, if that's your thing, at Martin. So Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, at sellsciencehq.com. Martin, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate uh, your insights on this perspective and um, looking forward to uh, seeing what's up next for you as you grow in your new role. Congrats again on that. Have a great day, man. Thanks, man. You too. Cheers. Cheers.